Hello, this is Dr. Nancy O'Reilly, and you're listening to Conversations with Smart, Amazing Women. Each week, we bring you a woman who's going to help you in so many areas of your life. How about your relationships? How about your business, the business you want to start? How about your health? It's a new year, health and fitness, and, of course, self-esteem. Each year, we promise ourselves to do something different, at least for a little while. Well, I'm hoping, uh, well, I'm not hoping. I know our next guest will show us new ideas for making this year the best part of your life. So, again, here we have Kristen Andrews. Kristen's coming back. She's been a guest before. She's also a good friend. She is the president of Legacy Wisdom and a consultant for thought leaders like Stedman Graham. I met Kristen a few years ago at Canyon Ranch, and I interviewed her shortly after on Women Speak about her first book, Imagine Being a Life You Love. Now, here is you know here she is now, one of the amazing authors of Leading Women, 20 Influential Women Share Their Secrets to Leadership, Business, and Life. And, of course, it's available at Barnes & Noble and also Amazon.com, and so go to your local bookstore. Kristen's chapter in Leading Women is called The Power of Perspective and Perception. And these ideas are central in the work she does with authors, entrepreneurs, corporations, and even governments. Her new book, The Economics of Goodness, stretches beyond the dollar to look at how we create and define wealth and how goodness is actually an economic multiplier. So again, goodness and all these great ideas. I want. I'm so pleased to have Kristen Andrus back. Welcome, Kristen, to Conversations for Smart, Amazing Women, and thank you for being with me. And Happy New Year. Well, Kristen, you know, again, this is a repeat performance, but you know, we've been friends since our our first. For actually, we we, we became friends. Um, very early in this process by basically you just being a person that I had a conversation with years ago and many, many great things happened since then and we're just catching up a little bit. So part of this will be catching up, but uh, congratulations, you just got a new award and, uh, you know, like I said, I, I've known you for several years and I can't think of anyone who is more deserving and hardworking than you are when it comes to creativity and creating opportunities for people to live their very best lives. So congratulations and welcome back. Thank you, Nancy. It's been a pleasure. Just, you know, we, we need to spend more time together for sure and have a little bit more fun together. But yeah. I, I'm really, really grateful that you invited me to be a part of Leading Women. I, I just reread my, my chapter and some of the others, and I'm excited to meet all the ladies who are part of this and see what we can make happen for good in the world. Yeah, you know, I think it, I think it is good that you went back and read your chapter. Oftentimes, we, you know, we, you're, you're, you and I, I think are, are quite a bit alike in the respect that we go ahead and create something, and then we move on to create something else. Right. And sometimes it's good to be reflective and look back at the things that you've created and go, "Gee, did I write that? Gee, I know." That- <laughs> I, I was actually just over the Christmas holiday was reading through some of my old journals. You know, and they date back to oh, who knows when. Um, and you know, I'm I'm the big geek who actually documents every book that I've read since 2002. Wow. So I, I I looked through that as well. You know, and I, I document not only the book but the copyright, the author, <laughs> the number of pages, and I sort of benchmark myself on, um, you know, how many books I read in a year. 
Yeah. So, and then I went back through each of each of my journals and just so many of the things that I've spoken to myself about about being intentional and you know imagine being in the life you love and being a contribution in the world and just seeing how far I've come since I moved to San Diego eight years ago is just mm-hmm. is amazing and that's what I want for other people. It's just you know to be very yeah. deliberate about how they live their lives. Well, your your book is amazing. It's still still a bestseller, and then of course your chapter, the the power of perspective and perception. But you know when you focus on mastering your mind, and thus your perceptions and perspective, you discover different paths in the landscape of your possibilities. And since we're into the new year, I think that's you know why is it once a year we reflect on this being our very best year, or this is the year that we do the things that we've always wanted to do. <clears throat> but we all start with, out with, as you said, good in, intentions. We start out with intentions. I think I'd like to look back and say, you know, I really did focus and I really did uh, my intentions and what, what I focused on really came true. But how many people do you think actually do that? I think that's the, the question. Yeah, I think we just lose sight of it in the busyness of life. You know, I think if you have to establish a practice, you know, whether that's on a Friday afternoon or a Sunday morning to really keep everything front and center. And what I've started to do is I have a, a lot of white space in my house and I put up flip charts uh, that keep me focused on what it is that I'm trying to achieve, who I'm working with, um, what I'm trying to contribute. So I think you have to actually keep it right in front of you. Otherwise, sometimes we do get busy and we forget you know, whether it's taking kids to soccer practice or, you know, traveling to New York City. <laughs> yeah. I think it's a matter of just being being conscious of the fact that if we really want to accomplish what we want to accomplish, we have to stay centered and focused on it. Absolutely. Well, you know, your story, of course, is important, and, and I usually start right there, and, I, and I, I want to stop and make sure that people know who you are, Again, this this whole book, Leading Women, is a, a collaboration and a community and a sisterhood of women who are taking their time, their talent, their treasure, and it really is about giving back and making this a better world and really helping other women. But you're, you're uh, you were chosen because of those reasons, Kristen, and and, and of course your your background and, and where you've where you've come from and what you've achieved. Uh, is is such a valuable, uh, like you said, you've been in the trenches, we've all been there, but the, the, the wonderful thing is, is that in the trenches, this is when we learn the most about life, learn the most about ourselves, and learn most about what's important. And so that personal story is important about how did Kristen get to be Kristen today. So <laughs> let's just share that for a few moments and, and share that story because it's a great story. Well, and, and I think that's what contributed to my ability to write the perspective and perception management chapter. It's, it's I came from a small town. I'm, I'm definitely a small town girl. More pigs than people in Pittsfield, Illinois, <laughs> where I grew up. More pigs and, than people. I love that. <laughs> and I have a, a, a mom and dad who, you know, we weren't wealthy by wealthy standards, but we were wealthy in the most important way, in that they supported and, and loved no matter what. So I, I actually uh, graduated high school and went on to um, my undergraduate university and then on to my master's university at the University of Missouri. So I was in Illinois for most of my life, and uh, one year in, in Missouri before I moved out here to San Diego, um, 10 years in Chicago working for Arthur Anderson and Company, 
and was really one of those people that was a bit hardcore. I think women can, can be that at first, yeah. and then you start to realize that you don't have to be. You can have a softer side and utilize our femininity um, to our advantage. I was, um, I was responsible for a multimillion-dollar budget of about 52 people in the States, 25 in the U.K., and a couple in Asia before I was age 30. And I was married in my middle 20s, but that didn't quite take, um, primarily because I was on the road all of the time, um, traveling all over the place. I wanted to see the world because I grew up in such a small area. It was important to me to expand my horizons. And then I took, uh, after, after Arthur Anderson, I took about two years off and wrote three novels. They were fiction. Um, they sit on my shelf right now, but someday I will publish them. <laughs> and then I decided it, it would behoove me to start making an income again. And I started Andrew Strategy Consulting in 2003, I believe it was. Um, one of my first clients was Stebbing Graham, Oprah Winfrey's partner, still is. Um, we'll be working together for 11 years as of February 11th this year. And um, just you know, trying to live my dream and trying to help other people understand how to live theirs. So that's sort of my background. Well, and, you, and you've done that over and over again in, in all the different Thank contributions you. that you've made, too. So yeah, you're, you're a living example of someone who really, uh, if you want it, you can create it. And right. I think you've, you've shown that by doing it yourself but showing so many others to do, how to do it themselves, how to truly, truly be authentic and how to truly, really live the life that they truly want to, to live. And, I, I, you know, I've always enjoyed your, <clears throat> your passion and your drive and, and just your, your curiosity um, and, and the value that you bring to those that you meet because you're, you're, you're very selfless. And, and, and I like what you said about, you know, <clears throat> I too came from a place where being hard, I thought it had to be hard to, get, to be successful. I thought it had right. to be tough to be successful. And, and now finding out later in life that, you know, being, finding that femininity, finding that softer side is, is really where, when I think women really start to find their true, their true selves. And what's fun for me right now is just the ability to teach younger people, this, this whole millennial generation, you know, who are our leaders of really today and tomorrow. I was uh, at home for Christmas, and I, um, when I took the award, the Alumni Achievement Award that you mentioned earlier, my little step-niece was one of the graduates. And I had an opportunity to talk with her and her fiancé over um, Christmas Eve dinner, and I said, you know, the biggest thing that you can do for yourself is be proactive, take yeah. initiative, and be persistent. You know, and those are the those are rare qualities. You know, many people are they're waiting for someone to provide direction. You know, so, but my belief is you provide your own direction. Yeah. And you take the reins of life in hand. And those three things, being proactive, taking initiative, and being persistent, are differentiators. Yeah. So, and they listened, and I've already had emails from them asking for a review of their resumes and, you know, help with you know, cover letters. <laughs> you know, they're just yeah. at the start of their career. And but when I you're, was you're, gone, you're absolutely right, though. But you know, I, I really, you know, you talked about Stedman, but I think one of the things, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm chairing the Statue of Responsibility uh, Foundation uh -huh. right now, and, and the thing is that being responsible for yourself is really the beginning of really becoming who you were really meant to be. And I think right. this is something that's very difficult for people to understand 
is that each of us have these gifts and we have these talents and we have these abilities. But as you said, many people are waiting. They're waiting for something to come along or someone to come along to somehow, you know, make make that happen for them. But I think Oprah's one of the best ones. She says they're not coming. You know, I, you know, we we actually use kind of some of the things that Oprah has said, as well as Stedman. You know, people mm-hmm. live in a box. They need to get out of the box. But you know, this thing that Oprah says, you know, nobody's coming. You know, if you if you're waiting for someone to save you, if you're waiting for someone to take take care of you, if you're waiting for someone to make you happy, they're not coming. And I think right. that's the important thing is that we all know that is that. You, 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 we were each born with u- these unique talents and abilities, and many of us fail to recognize that. Many of us fail to even use those talents. I think you're right. And one of the things that I talk about quite a bit is, you know, we need to see each other. You know, yeah. we need to see people. We need to see circumstances and not have so much of a preference of being seen. You know, I, I always talk about let's, let's see how we want to show up in the world. One of the things that my parents taught me is just how do you want to be? Not yeah. necessarily what you want to do, but mm-hmm. every day, you know, when you show up, well, then go to my grocery store line, you know, and acknowledge Stacy, who is my little favorite checker. You know, she gets surprised. She's like, how are you today? And I'm like, I'm fine. How are you? And she seems yeah. so surprised that I've even asked. Right. And it, so those are such simple things that we can do for each other. And, you know, with everything going on in the world that we're seeing right now, it's important, I think, for us to be a part of a solution instead of griping about the problem. Well, that leads into the perfect question now. Well, it's not a question. It's an observation. But you've got a new book coming out, which, is, uh, which again, this is what Leading Women's all about, is really collaborating and really supporting and, and really celebrating women's achievements. And so that helps other women to do the same thing. But your new book, Economics of Goodness, I like that. Yeah. Like the that. economics of goodness, and, and, and I think, um, <laughs> be good for goodness sake. It was, it was that's our tagline now. Yeah. Just having come right across the, you know, the the Christmas songs, I was like, oh, that's perfect. So yeah, I was invited by Dr. Ron Jensen to co-author it with him. Um, we were together for about an hour, and he he invited me to be a part of it. I was incredibly honored. Um, he has been a part of Campus Crusade for Christ and spoken all over the world and. You know, just a great mentor and friend to me. So the economics of goodness is, you know, good begets good. And we're talking about some of the history of our nation and what we've done that is good and then sort of where we fell off the wagon and what we can do about it. But more so just how individuals can be a contribution in the world and just, um, you know, good is the engine of your character. So it's, it's a matter of pulling us back to the roots of who we are and understanding that we can be a contribution to one another and not just someone who sits back and, and, and doesn't do much. So a lot of our media these days, you know, promotes all of the negative stories, and this one is going to promote those that are good. Yeah. So is it, a book, it will be a book of stories? I think we'll have stories in it, yeah. We're in the process of writing it right now. It will be released in March this year. At least that's our goal. <laughs> yeah. um, and I think we'll have a combination of stories and just anecdotes. And it's not going to be a really long book. It's going to be something that's easily digestible on an airplane yeah. you know, or on a car ride. Have to go to sleep and feel good, right? Right. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we might you know, have some animal stories in there, too. I know you and I are both dog lovers. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. We definitely are dog lovers. 
I think we human beings complicate things. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. we make it too hard. We we complicate things. But you know, I, I, what we talk about, uh, even with the statute of responsibility and the responsibility foundation, is the fact that simple act of act of kindness, just those simple kindnesses that that we are all connected. I mean, whether we like it or not, or whether we believe it or not, that we're all connected at a very steep, uh, very deep spiritual level that many of us don't become aware of as well until maybe something tragic, some tragedy, something in our life, you know, kind of shakes us loose and, and kind of shakes us a little bit and brings us to this reality of this this deep connection that we have with one another. And I think that's what people are really, really striving for. They do want to feel that connection. Your checkout person, you know, they, they want you to, they want to be seen. They want to right. be heard. They want you to recognize that they exist and they are in this world. And that simple act of kindness of just saying, hello, how are you today? Good to see you today, made that man's probably day and just made his day. Right. I think, too, it's it's a matter of just, um, you know, how you show up. Yeah. Uh, when I go to the grocery store, I might have, you know, a ponytail and my almost my pajamas on. <laughs> yeah. but, but I smile at people, and then they smile back. You know, or you let somebody go in front of you in line. I mean, it's it's so easy. We don't need to be in such a rush. Yeah. It's, there's there's plenty of time to get the things done that we need to get done, and especially those things that are important to us. I also think that when you're open and you act in faith, that it's amazing who appears in your world. You know, I just had lunch the other day with the daughter of the person who started World Vision. And, you know, just so many other people that were introduced to me in the month of December, which is usually a slow month for most people. It's amazing how many people are introduced into your path when you are open to where you're intended to be going. Yeah. Well, you you become the people you spend time with as well. I mean, I think Mm -hmm. that's the thing that you have to understand. People... People need to be very aware of what they read and what they see, but also also who they're they're surrounding themselves with. You know, as a psychologist, you know, people have come to me over the years and say, I want to change, you know, I want to be different. Well, first of all, I always say, be careful what you wish for, you know. (laughs) But the thing is, is that when people begin to change and really start to see themselves or, or become that authentic self, they realize that oftentimes the people they're surrounding themselves with are not to their advantage. They're not the people that are really lifting them up and supporting them. So it's it's important to be aware of who, who you're attracting, who's coming into your world. And, and I love, of course, Kevin Hall's statement, which is the right people show up at the right time when you're ready. Right. I, think I think that's what's the- happened with you and I. We We showed up at the right time to meet one another. Yes. Yeah, it was perfect timing. I think, too, just the diversity of who you spend your time with. I have an opportunity. I live in, it's not a retirement area, but I didn't know I moved into a place where there were a lot of people that were of a generation or two older than me. And I spend a lot of time with these ladies. As a matter of fact, we were at um, one of their dog parks. It's a private dog park yesterday. And, you know, they're in their upper 70s. And I learned so much from them just by observation. Yeah. And it's by listening and what they learn how to let go of. You know, they might have a little dispute between each other, and then the next day it's just done. Yeah. You know, they, they don't latch on to the things that don't matter. 
and they have a lot of different sorts of responsibilities. So then you start to understand just, you know, the stages of life and where you're going. And having just spent Christmas with my parents who are in their 70s, it, it was um, it's an education and it's a transition. And you, that's where perception and perspective management happen. I, I really did a lot of deliberate thinking about what I call reentry, you know, coming back to my life after investing time with them. And, and loving every minute of it and being present in those moments. And then when you get back, it's kind of like, okay, where do I go from here? And it can be a little I, – I had a friend call me last night in tears because she'd just taken her mom to the airport. You know, we, we love each other, we miss each other, and we also have to get on with it. So your perspective is what for this new year? What, what can you share with all of us that might help us at, in the beginning of this new year? You know, because I'm – I'm all about, you know, opportunities. I'm all about, yeah. you know, what, what 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 we can create too. I think one of the things that Dr. Jensen actually shared with me when we were talking about our book, um, The Economics of Goodness, is pick one word that's going to reflect your year. And my one word, I, I took a few days to think about this, is peacefulness. And, you know, I had another friend that said her word is fearless and another who said her word is happiness. And it, so I think just focusing on what it is that you want to manifest in your year is really, really important. You know, and peacefulness for me is a matter of understanding how I want to spend my time with my friends, with my fun, with my faith. Um, my, my faith, actually, I, I have a PBS series, which is Pray, Believe, and Serve. <laughs> uh-huh. you know, so I think getting really specific on what you really want to have happen and then keeping it in front of you like we talked about before so that it does. You know, you know, and health health is another thing. I think just understanding that if we don't take care of our health, uh, we, we, we can't even accomplish what we need to professionally or personally. And I know that that's said again and again, but I experienced it earlier this year. I was out of pocket for about five weeks, and it was really an understanding, you know, and an empathy you know, for people that, that don't have their health, you know. So I would say, too, just I don't necessarily set out with goals as much as I do intentions. I feel like the difference is intentions actually are intentional, and they require action. You know, there's so much that's, that's said about goals, which is important. However, I think if you reframe it and in terms of, you know, shifting your gaze to, intentional being, then you make a difference in how you live your life every day and how you serve other people while you do it. No, absolutely. And and being true to yourself, I mean, that authentic self yeah. is so, I mean, and I think that's what we're finding as women. It's more and more important for us to, to show up as being authentic, but also the relationships that we develop and that connection that we are developing is so much more important than we ever, ever even understood so many years ago. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about the future, but I'm, I'm also excited about reconnecting with you. Um, the book launch, we were so sorry to miss you, but I'm glad that your health is back and that you're feeling better. And uh, uh, we've got some book signings coming up in uh, Detroit and also in New York City at the end of the month. So love to have you come to those if you can. <laughs> I saw that, and I'm, I'm starting to work with a new company uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll reach out to them because we're, we're meeting in Detroit. And if I can help facilitate what, what the timing is of that meeting, I'll, I'll be there anyway. 
Yeah. You know, I don't know. Detroit in January is a little chilly. But I know, I know. I, I, I said the same thing. Us California girls kind of got like, yeah. what? New York? Wait a minute. Can we do this later in the spring <laughs> or something? But no, um, no. Yeah. You know what, Nancy? One other thing that I wanted to share when you asked me just, you know, what what we could do for each other, I think as women so often we speak to ourselves in a poor voice. And, you know, ne- that negative self-talk and that headspace is something that when you talk about perspective and perception management, you know, shift that as quickly as you can. You know, I'm too fat. I'm too this. I'm too that. I'm not good enough. Whatever it is that we say to ourselves, shift it. You know, and that that negative self-talk is something that I think it seeps into anyone. It doesn't matter how much we've done or accomplished. And then it's a matter of just being very conscious of the fact that we're doing it Mm -hmm. and changing that up. Yeah. You know, because we are good enough. I mean, look at the ladies that you've assembled, you know, for leading women. Yeah. Amazing. And look at all the lives that we're going to impact because of it. I mean, and that, that is a, a big attribute. I mean, I, I commend you, you know, for putting this together and for putting so much behind it because I think it, it can make a huge difference in how people decide to have self-esteem, self-worth, you know, be business professionals, whatever it is that they're up to in the world. Yeah. I think it's it's incredibly important, and you've done this. Well, you know, one, one of the, the thoughts behind the book was, you know, and it has been with Women Speak, the Women Speak Project, and, of course, uh-huh. women, connect, women Connect for Good Foundation is really women supporting one another. And I, and I truly believe until we do, we really connect and, and really support one another, then, then we, we all fail. So, you know, again, it's time for women to truly celebrate one another and to really encourage and lift each other up. So this is what the book is about. So, you know, you know, I loved it when some of the women, you know, such as yourself, you know, were so thrilled and surprised. But, you know, for me, I mean, I always, when I always say, I said, this is about you. This is helping you. What can we do to help you to be successful in, what, in the things in, in, that you're trying to accomplish? And it's almost like you want to help me, you know, that's so, yeah. so great, you know, but that's what this is about. It's really lifting other people up because I believe that if we help others and we lift others up, it comes back to a threefold. I truly yeah. believe that everything I've ever done in my life uh, to help someone else has always come back to help me at some point. Yeah, I agree with that completely. There's a there's a word, I think it's a it might be a Hindi word, um, kind of like, you know, Kevin introduced us to Genshai, never treat anyone in a manner which makes them feel small. Um, Vismaya is a, another word that I've actually started to study, and it means astonished or overwhelmed with a sense of wonder. Yeah. And I think we have that when we're young, and somehow we some we somewhat lose it because of the experiences of our life. But I think Vismaya is, I mean, if I, if I were to have a child, and I'm way too old to do that now, <laughs> I would probably name her that. Never say never. Never say never. (laughs) Never say never. Yeah, I I don't know. I just had a birthday. (laughs) The possibilities are endless. That's what we're saying. You can imagine. If you can imagine it, you can make it come true. And I think that's your one of your thinking, your your great thinkings as well. But uh, Kristen, what else is going on? My voice is going. (laughs) So what else is going on with uh, with you that we want people to know about your new book, your new website, and everything else? Yeah, my I've just updated my website, kristenandrus.com. I like uh, it. I like it. 
Did you see it? Okay, good. That's and then good. we'll be having the, the landing page for the Economics of Goodness will be up probably within the next couple of weeks, but there will be a link from KristenInterest.com um, to that so people can find that there. Um, I'm actually starting to, you know, I've worked with thought leaders and speakers and authors over the past, you know, decade of my life, which I've loved. And now I'm starting to take on a little bit more corporate, pro large-scale project management. Uh, just facilitated uh, a strategy session with uh, Gulfstream Aerospace in Savannah. So inviting more of that sort of work, you know, with, with companies or individuals that need you know, just somebody that can guide the process of strategy and uh -huh. then the, the implementation of the plan that follows. So, and uh, I love moderating. You, you know, you've seen me do that a couple of times, Nancy, sure, whether it be at Canyon Ranch with Stedman um, or Coronado with Kevin, and I, I enjoy that very much. So inviting more of that. Uh, and I'm starting to speak a little bit more. You know, I, I did that when I first published Imagine Being in a Life You Love, and now that I've just recently spoken to those college students who you know, had so many come up to me afterward. And when you talk about imagine being in a life you love, I think they're very curious about how do you make that happen. Yeah. So yeah. it was neat because some of the kids were, were kids that were from little, little towns like mine. And uh -huh. they said, well, how did you do that? So that, that is of appeal to me, you know, to take stages and to make a difference that way. And then I think... Um, Really, just relationship capital is really important to me. I've had the great fortune of developing this really wonderful network of great friends. And, you know, there are people that will do anything for you if you ask. And that's one thing that I think is really important is if you need help, ask for it. I mean, there's so much power in that, and most people do want to step up and help, whether it's with a relationship or an introduction or, you know, a, a business opportunity. So... I'm I'm trying to figure out how to this year uh, how to capitalize on that in the most positive of ways, you know. With you don't exploit your friendships, but you know, just how can we work together in collaboration in order to do good? And the whole social responsibility piece is really important to me. So, I, for example, with Gulfstream, I was part of their um, Live Well, Be Well strategy session, which is a matter of helping the people that are in their communities become healthier and I think probably wealthier <laughs> um, in, in, the, in the greatest sense of that. So just inviting companies that want to do something good, you know, to have me help them in that endeavor. <laughs> you're, you're talking about all these collaborations and all these different things, but if you stop and, it, 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 again, I need to, <laughs> what I hope to, hope to help, help all of you understand that leading women, that group is there. There is yeah. a group of women right now. There's 20 women that we hope to bring together to collaborate and create projects and opportunities. And each of us has a I have a foundation and different foundations that can help other projects throughout the world. So the possibilities are endless as far as this collaboration that we're developing here. So keep that in mind. Okay. <laughs> You've got one already right here, right here. Perfect. That's great. Well, it's always wonderful talking to you. We're going to have to have time just the two of us can, to catch up uh, when, my, uh, when my voice comes back to me a little bit better. But uh, I'm, I'm all about you being successful, and you're such a wonderful person, and you're such a caring and loving person, and I'm, I'm honored to know you, honored to know you. Thank you. I feel the same about you, Nancy. So we will ch we'll, we'll catch up, but uh, I'll get you the, the dates for Detroit are, by the way, January 15th. Maybe we could both be in Detroit being cold. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, or in a car and then inside really fast. That's exactly right. And then you can put your flip-flops back on. It's, <laughs> it's, it's always a pleasure, and I will talk to you soon. Have a great day. Okay. You too. Thank you. Take care. Happy New Year.